1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Great to have you with us on Mornings with Tom and Tommy. And uh, as you take a look south to the border, there is a border crisis, has been a border crisis for a while now. And joining us this morning is the executive director of the Denison Forum. His name is Dr. Mark Terman. And Mark, thank you for joining us here on Mornings with Tom and Tommy. Hey, great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. So we understand that um, you know a little something about immigration and um, and can maybe just kind of help us navigate this very complex issue. We know that people listening may find themselves on very different um, perspectives politically. Uh, 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 they may we, we don't know where everybody is, but there are a lot of strong feelings and thoughts about this issue. But can you help us just begin to unpack what's happening and um, just how we can start to view this and pray over it as as a community of God? Well, thank you for that. Yes, it is a big, big issue for our country and has been uh, off and on at different times, kind of a crisis as it is right now, for sure. And I live in a border state, and so we talk about this issue often. We talk about it basically every single day and deal with it in one way or another, uh, sometimes positively, sometimes not as effectively as we should. And so I hope I can lend a perspective that might be useful. You know, when I get into this conversation, I immediately go back to a comment uh, that I heard from uh, the Secretary of Education back in the 80s, William Bennett. Some of our audience may recognize that name served in two presidential administrations. He said, you know, when I look at a country or a nation, I apply the gate test. When the gate is open, are people trying to get in or are they trying to get out? That's one of the great ways of evaluating whether or not this place is healthy. And so the fact that we have people wanting to come to this nation and to share in this part of the world that we get to be a part of is actually a sign of health. We should be excited about that, pleased about that. And uh, I remember a couple of years ago being in New York City, I got to go all the way to the crown of the Statue of Liberty. And of course, we need to remember what that statue was put there for, how it came to us in a time of immigration pretty close to where we are right now. People coming out of all kinds of broken situations and wanting to get to a place where they could start again. Remember that inscription, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. If we can be that to people uh, anywhere and everywhere in the world, why would we not want to be that? Because that's what our country has been 
for centuries. And Mm -hmm. that's a good thing. And we need to start off realizing that these are people and these are people mostly of goodwill coming out of desperate situations, looking for a breath of fresh air, quite literally. Mm. Wow. Wow. What a beautiful picture of the foundations of our country uh, calling people to us. Um, You're hearing the voice of Dr. Mark Terman with the Denison Forum and Mark. So um, knowing that there, there seems to be, and let me just dive right into it, there is a process of coming into our country uh, legally and illegally. Mm-hmm. And uh, that seems to be an issue for many. Talk to us about that as followers of Christ. How do we wrestle with that issue as we're taking a look at what's happening at the border? Yeah, absolutely. There are lots of problems. And as We talked about a minute ago. It is a big, big, complex issue. You can't just simply come up with a simple answer to this. You know, my pastor used to say any philosophy of life about any issue that will fit in a nutshell needs to stay there. This is (laughs) this is about thousands and thousands of people uh, coming to our shores, coming to our border, and they have all kinds of individual stories. And yes, we need to talk about policy. We need to, to. adopt laws, and we need to enforce those laws. But we also have to realize these are people, and as people of compassion and care, we have to say, okay, how do we help these individuals? Every person is made in the image of God. Every person, therefore, deserves, starting off, just the most basics of life. They need food, shelter, clothing, health care. They need to be safe. And yes, there is both blessing and burden when it comes to uh, understanding immigration and how we process that, uh, but it's complex, and we need to start from really kind of a Micah 6-8 perspective, where we love justice, but we also love mercy, and we walk humbly with our God, and we weave those three values together when we approach an issue of this magnitude, really any issue, but especially an issue where we're dealing with people who are Uh, in many ways, running away, trying to get away from uh, poverty, from war, from persecution. And in many cases, guys, these are our Christian brothers and sisters. Many of those trying to come here already know Christ, and we can see them that way. But even if they're not, we should see them as people made in the image of God and worthy of our care, our concern, and our best efforts on every level. Mm. Wow, this is uh, this is so good. I have been wanting to to hear uh, more about the immigration issue from a perspective like this of just how do we ground ourselves in Scripture as we approach it, um, and how do we balance with um, with politics and with policy and uh, with protection of our of our nation's borders and uh, it's 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 really complex so we've been talking with Mark Terman and um, he is of the Denison Forum and uh, we just um I don't know. I, I, I'm not even I'm trying to formulate my question. I I want to share this really quickly. I had read the book Solito and there's call, calling that um, kind of a, a, a like a classic already about uh, child immigration. It's about a, a, a true story of a child who comes over from El Salvador at the age of nine. His parents have already come into the United States and he goes with what they call a coyote across the border and you know basically almost dies. It, it takes a long time. He's He's taken care of by other people who are angels to him, who protect him. Um, but it stirred up so many questions in me. And I, I didn't 
I was so glad to read the book to get that personal perspective. Um, but I had so many questions about um, our borders and about the people who are coming and how do you deal with the complexity of it. And so I guess what you're saying is to just start with the basics of human kindness as we go towards policymaking and, and rules and laws. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think you see that happening. It doesn't get nearly the attention as the political questions, which are important and have to be dealt with. No question about that. Every country should have uh, immigration laws and every country has certainly a, uh, a, a right to have protected borders. No question about that. And we should uh, understand that as being reasonable. But at the same time, there is a lot of compassion that goes along uh, and that happens every day on the border. And that's where believers and churches can immediately become involved. There's some really great organizations, some great churches that are doing uh, compassionate care along the border, simply trying to take people, take care of people on a daily basis in the most fundamental ways while we try to work out the policy and legal issues. And that is right and good. That's kind of the triage that needs to be done and if we can go there, if we can contribute there, certainly as we pray for these people, that's the first thing. Because, you know, if you don't have enough food, you don't have enough water, you don't have a place to lie down and sleep that's safe, that's kind of job one. And there are hundreds of Christians, thousands of Christians and churches that are working on that right now. And we should, we should add to that, contribute to that in every way that we can as kind of the first step, I think. It's good to have you with us right now. We are in a conversation with Dr. Mark Terman. He's an executive director with the Denison Forum. We're talking about the border and the crisis at the border. And and Mark, many of us still have that picture of the the semi truck, you know, just filled with people, just the horrors behind that imagery of people trying desperately to cross the border to get to a better life. Yeah, it's just so tragic and just unbelievable. Uh, sadness and, and, and in some level, obviously, just enormous evil that people would play upon people's vulnerability and their desperation and pack these people, mostly men, into a semi-trailer. And you can imagine what kind of desperation you would have to have to allow someone to close a door on you that you could not get out. And then for whatever reason, the truck driver gets nervous, gets scared because he's doing something illegal. And he just parks his truck and walks away. And the temperature outside in the Texas sun is, you know, 100 or more degrees. And these, these people just basically are, are suffocating inside of this truck. And it just, you, you just can't imagine how awful it is and is an indication of how people play on the vulnerabilities of those who are the, the least and the last and the voiceless within our society. And Christians have to speak to that, you know. It's, it reminds me of the story of the early church when they had no political power, no social leverage whatsoever, but when people abandoned their babies because they didn't like the gender or they thought there was something wrong with the child, they would just abandon live children in the trash dumps, and the Christians went and re rescued those children, raised them as their own, and gave them a life. We need to follow in that same kind of spirit when it comes to immigrants who are being uh, brutalized in these kinds of ways. And we need to work at every level, at the level of policy and, and uh, lawmaking, but also at the level of compassion 
We need to seek justice for them, but also give mercy to them in the short term so that they have a chance at life. We just can't turn a blind eye to these kinds of, of horrendous problems. No question about it. Okay. Well, thank you. You're hearing the voice of Dr. Mark Terman. And uh, Mark, we have somebody who kind of has a question, kind of, and I have to say, kind of on the other side of the coin, yeah. because it's the same coin. Yes, because this has so many spokes on this wheel. And so this uh, person saying, I don't disagree with Dr. Mark's wisdom, but I'm spending thousands of dollars for my wife to become a U.S. citizen. And we don't have that money and we're sacrificing a lot. And I am a U.S. citizen and I don't understand that aspect of paying so much and other people get in the country, um, uh, I guess, without U.S. citizenship for, for nothing. Right. So just, just that discrepancy. Again, uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's one of those discrepancies that we have to, uh, that we have to address, that the, the process of becoming a naturalized citizen in our, in our country needs to be addressed. And like so many problems, there's a big scale here. And it's, a, it's too complicated right now, no matter what your situation, whether you're a refugee or you're seeking asylum uh, or you're simply trying to come in through the normal processes that we currently have set up. Uh, we don't have enough people and we don't have simple processes where people of goodwill can come in. And yes, we also have to be concerned about uh, the criminal element. Uh, there is obviously a, a big drug problem that goes along the border as well. We're very concerned about things like fentanyl and what happens with the cartels along the border. We're very concerned about sex trafficking. And not surprisingly, this immigrant population who is in desperation, that's where m- much of the sex trafficking happens. But yes, it, it discourages people who are trying to come here legitimately when, when they see these things happening and their, their goal to come in the right way is being costly and expensive and slow. But at the same time, those in desperation who feel like they're, they have no hope in their home country are also paying a price. It may not be in dollars. Sometimes it is, but they're paying at times with their lives. And so it's, like I said, it's a really complex multifaceted problem that has to be addressed at various levels. And every Christian needs to ask God, God, how do you want me to be involved in this? Where do you want me to apply my efforts uh, to welcome these people and to help this situation? Okay. Thank you so much for that perspective. And, you know, I've I've been thinking about, you know, just you're talking about the desperation of people coming. Um, I'm wondering, and I know this is just one little thing and it's not this simple, but if there were more companies, international companies, car factories, um, I don't know, other types of businesses in some of these countries, would that be helpful that people could get jobs where they are? Well, we have had a big push for much. America first, bringing stuff back to America, but then that pulls people to America as well. Sure. And there's, I mean, there's a, a big number of issues we could talk about that. Every one of these countries where people are coming from, whether it's Mexico, Costa Rica, uh, Nicaragua, Venezuela, wherever they're coming from, each of those countries has their own story and has their own set of problems. And we have tried to be historically a nation of concern and compassion. We understand, maybe we've understand, we've understood more than any country in the world, 
that, look, a problem over there is in some way our problem. Mm. So we have a vested interest, especially when it comes to uh, our own country, helping other countries do well. Now, we don't do that perfectly. Obviously, nobody does. And some of our policies end up doing more harm than good at times. And we need to correct that when we learn that. But yes, we need to help countries uh, around us, to the south of us, everywhere we can, to be as healthy as they can so that there is a, only a reasonable flow of people wanting to immigrate uh, and, and that we can, do, we can handle the amount, right? Mm-hmm. The big problem right now is simply the volume of people coming from a lot of broken places trying to find a better place, and they see us as a, a place of hope, which is a good thing, but we do need to help them to become healthier countries of their own, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're hearing the voice of Dr. Mark Terman, and we're just talking about what's happening at the border and how as followers of Christ, we might be able to have an impact, uh, a compassionate impact. And you had mentioned there's so many different areas that somebody as a follower of Christ can get involved. You mentioned there are people that are involved. There are politics involved. There are processes that are involved. And there's some compassion that needs to happen. It sounds like... If you, as a follower of Christ, want to help, there are areas that you can plug into. Is that right? Yes, certainly you can be involved in this at the policy level, at the, at the legal level. But uh, in the more immediate sense on the border, there are compassion ministries, people like World Relief, uh, Arrive Ministries, Texas Baptist Men, Evangelical Immigration Table. There are organizations that are day-to-day providing support, assistance, care along the border. And then, like I said, it can go from there all the way up into policymaking, uh, even running for office. Uh, We believe at the Denison Forum that God is calling more Christians into public service than are today responding to that call. Maybe God would want somebody listening to us to become an elected official to actually work on these policies at a regional or, glo- or national level. We need great voices in all those areas.